0: Well, thank you for having me. This is, um, I think, the most difficult slot because you've all eaten and it's really hot. So I'm going to try and keep you awake. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to, for half an hour, half of this talk um, is actually going to be a talk. I'm going to talk. Um, And then half of it is I'm going to get you guys to be involved. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive. um, But I always think it's better to actually put into practice what you've learnt as soon as possible. Hopefully you'll learn something. Um, so uh, as, as you hopefully know, this is, um, I'm Anna Goodman, And um, I, my first um, hearing from God memory was when I was eight. Um, I used to get up in the uh, morning and read my Bible. Anyone know Tops Magazine? Yeah, I used to read them, um, and one morning um, I just felt like um, I heard God in my inner ear, as it were. It wasn't an audible out- outer ear, but um, and I felt what he just spoke to me, and what he said was very simple and um, but powerful for me, and formed the foundation really of of the rest of my many years, Um, and it was, you are my child, you are my beloved one, and you're the one to serve me. And I think that's a really great foundation. That set me up, because you are my child, it begins with identity, doesn't it? We are children of God. He is our father, and of course, a father wants to talk to his child. A child wants to listen to his father, hopefully. Here's her, yeah. Um, So for me, it was like right from the beginning, I knew I was a child of God, God was my father. He wanted to talk to me. Um, I was loved. So from a place of, um, you know, I was hearing from God, knowing that I had nothing to prove, that I had nothing to give him. But yet I was loved. Um, and so, you know, I stand here before you today. Being like, I have nothing to prove to you guys because I know that, you know, I'm daddy's girl um, and I'm, I'm loved and I don't have to do anything for that, and you're the one to serve me. I I feel we're all called to serve um, God in our unique individual ways, and that's gonna look different for everyone, and so hearing God on that journey is really important because we just need to be obedient to what we hear. So that's that's my story. Um, I recently had this experience where I was um, at Tesco, And I was with my um, four-year-old and my six-year-old, and I had a list of however many things to get. And all of a sudden, I realized that I had lost my children. So I, I literally was looking everywhere, and it was particularly my, my youngest son, I, I, I knew I'd eventually find my oldest son, but my four-year-old. The last time this happened, I found him in the pick and mix, like stuffing his face full of pick and mix things. Um, but he wasn't there this time, and I, I properly, I, I looked everywhere, and I just couldn't find him at all, and I started to panic, and it was just so busy. It was, it was I picked the wrong time to do it because it was completely chaotic. And so what I did was I just stood in the middle of the aisle. I just stood and I stopped and I waited. Um, And as I, I I think I must have closed my eyes as well. As I just um, filtered out the noise of the humdrum of the supermarket, very, very faintly I could hear my son's voice. And it was... A voice that no one else would have picked out but because he was familiar to me and I knew him I could hear him and so I focused on that voice and I followed that voice and I found him and so this is sort of my um, top tips for you to start off with is in your everyday busy supermarket lives take moments throughout them to just stop um, And filter out distractions. You're going to have... I've got children. I totally know what it's like to be distracted and have children distracting you. You'll have different kinds of distractions. But it's really important that, you know, that's never going to change. Your distractions will change. It's always going to be distracting. But to learn how to stop in your life, everyday moments of your life, and learn how to filter out distractions, I'm just... For me, personally, um, I... I used to be on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and not being connected. Um, I grew up abroad, so it was like my way of connecting with all these people from abroad. But what I found was that um, having things like this started to create what I would say as white noise. And so, you can't really hear this. Can you hear that at all? But the more, more apps I was adding and the more things that I was doing, you know, it was getting to a point where if God wanted to talk to me, it was he was gonna have to yell, because it was like these, these things, even if I was just on Facebook for a tiny amount of time, or on whatever, tiny amount of time he was leaving, noise in my head. He was leaving conversations in my head that ended up meaning that they became this static white noise. So I ended up being like, I'm just gonna, I wanna hear God more than anything. So I gave up Facebook and I've given up Instagram and now I'm on Twitter, but I hardly follow anyone. So that's for me, that's what I needed to do because I was like, I'm serious about this and I know that this is like a noise thing for me. So I've got to get rid of it. Um, so waiting, I think it's really important. We're busy, but spending time Honoring God in our waiting is really important. Just be like, I'm just going to, God, I want to hear if you have something to say in this moment, and just waiting before Him. Even if it's just a few seconds, just honoring God in that is really important. Listen for the familiar voice. Um, God's voice, He's our Father, so it will sound, there will be something about it that will resonate with you. Sometimes so much so that you just think that's your own voice, that's your own head uh, talking. And then follow, pursue. It's all. Prophetic and hearing God's voice is all about relationship. It's not a formula. It's not a puzzle to crack. It's not code. It's about relationship. So it's all about getting closer to, um, to your father and that voice that is speaking out. So can I have the next slide, please? Great. So right from the Bible, it says, He goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. We all here are sheep. So it says, if we are sheep, he's our good shepherd, he's our father, we will know his voice, we will recognize his voice. So none of us are exempt from hearing God's voice. We all hear, can hear from God's voice. Then I like this verse from Haukuk. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. So here it's, I will take my stand, I will stop, I'll take out my watch post, I will look, I will listen. Um and I will, I will look in expectation for what he will, see, he will say to me. So it's about expecting God to speak to you. You are, you know, if you're, you're or mother's here. <laughs> um, I mean, not, you know, your mother's in some capacity, but like you're not fathers, that's what I was trying to get at. Um, the, the fact is, you know, you are going to um, want to speak to your children. You know, you don't want to like live life without any kind of conversation with them. So, what does his, oh, and the last one, um, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord is not in the fire, and after the fire, the sound of a low whisper, and I've just really felt like God does not yell, he doesn't, he sometimes has to, but generally speaking, in your everyday, he's going to let all of these other noises speak before him, he's like a gentleman, the Holy Spirit, sometimes, um, but the, he, he will allow the earthquakes and the, dis, the fire and the distraction to go. So sometimes, as soon as I'm like, OK, God, I'm going to listen to you. And all of a sudden, my head becomes extremely noisy. It's like everything else. And then I just have to wait and wait and wait and wait. And once all of that's gone down, the earthquake and the fire, then, I, you know, I can hear from him. So next slide, please. What does his voice look like or sound like or whatever? I would say anything. It's it's very easy to ignore. Um, our next slide. Coming up. So examples. This is some some of them are, uh, apply to me personally. But Bible inner voice, external voice. In the Bible, we you know read about people who are having visions and dreams and tr- trances. Even Balaam's donkey um, spoke because God needed some form, and it was a donkey. Car number plates, tractors, science experiments, dishwashers, hummingbirds. All of those things are, these are some of the ways that um, God has chosen to speak to people of old or to me, myself. I'll give you, I'll unpack a few examples there. Um, A couple of years ago, me and my husband were really feeling like our house was becoming too small. And we really felt like God was wanting to, um, us to be more, to have more people in our house and to be able to host and all of that. And we just couldn't do that in our house. And I was just coming, we were were praying in the morning, and I just said, God, I feel like I want to pray for a big house that you'll provide us, but at the same time, I don't know if this is my heart's desire, like doesn't everyone want a bigger house? Or if this is your desire, and I don't want to pray like against your will, I want to pray if this is your desire. And so the, and then it must have been 10 minutes later in my daily reading, so I was reading Chronicles anyway, um, reading it every morning. So we just had this conversation, God, I don't know what your will is, right, about this house. Is this my will or your will? And 1 Chronicles 17, 10, this is what I read like 5, 10 minutes later. Furthermore, I will declare that the Lord will build a house for you. And on the 10th of August, we're moving house to a new build. So it's literally a house that we really feel like God has provided to us that has been built. No one else has lived in this, that I feel like, you know, um, it's from God. And it's because God speaks through the Bible. I like, that's this is my number one thing to get through to you, is read your Bible. It is the number one way he will speak to you. You know, it is, it is his word. So read it, read it, read it, read it as often as you can. Um, car number plates, just as a sort of a different thing. You know, if you're driving a lot, then expect God to speak to you while you're driving. It's as simple as that. I remember once thinking, oh, you know, I, I was really feeling like, oh, God, you have this particular thing. Um, in store for me. Let's say I wanted to be a nurse. I won't give you the exact thing that was there, but let's say I wanted to be a nurse. God, do you want me to be um, a nurse? And literally one time I went up to um, a traffic light and I just felt God say, lift up your head. And stationed in front of me was this car. And let's say for this illustration, the number plate was literally nurse. So I felt like God was saying, you know, this, is, this thing that you're asking me about is for you. So just to show you, he can be creative um i am a neuroscientist i love science um that's why i was in uh, cambridge to do my phd there um god knows i love science so speaks three through science so there's recently um if you're at my seminar in um the rm courage conference but i told the story about the stack ball drop so i was just um, reading about the, this science experiment where if you put a basketball, it bounces a certain height, and then you put another ball on, um, like a tennis ball, it bounces another height, and then a golf ball will bounce a tiny amount. But if you put the golf ball on top of all of those stacked, the golf balls propelled 800% of what it would be in the natural. And I felt God say, That is a visual illustration of what I'm going to do in your generation by the power of the Holy Spirit in terms of revival, that 800% unlike un, like anything anyone has ever seen before. So that was, I love science, so he's speaking through science to me. Um, and then experiences is actually something that he seems to, um, you know, as I live my every day, he seems to speak to me in in just my experiences because I'm expecting him to speak. So, for example, the um, the other day I noticed that my son um he was wearing he's 4 years old and he was wearing a size um 2 to 3 top and a size 7 to 8 bottom but they fit him and i felt god say um stop focusing on labels and titles it's all about if it fits wear it and so i shared this with someone and um he i thought it was about a job and he was like yeah this is it was about the title was putting him off but it was the job was the right fit so that's just another you know it's just Looking at my child's labels on his clothes, this is nothing fancy, but God was speaking. Um, so He speaks our language, whatever your language is, whatever the things you love, He will be speaking to you and through you in this way. Um, and so, don't, you know, He is He is creative, and He will He will it will be different. You know, you'll probably find other people who He speaks to. Um, in a similar way, but it will be unique. I found uh, recently um, a friend of mine, he's got something called synesthesia. I don't know if any of you know about that, but it's where your senses overlap in your brain, so, like, a certain number would always be associated with a color, Um, and um, things like that. A name would always be associated with a pattern or a color as well. Um, fascinating from a neuroscience point of view. Anyway, um, the point was, he was just like, whenever I see you, I just, I, f- I feel like the number 40 comes up. Um, and I was like, well, I'm two years away from being 40, so that's not, I don't think that's uh, what it's about, my age. Um, but as, as we sort of, he said, the, the number 40 is um, associated with um, dark blue. And the other things that are associated with dark blue were Deuteronomy and um, all of these other things. And from speaking to him and unpacking, he was basically telling me what I was going through in my life. And it was because God was speaking to him through his synesthesia, but he didn't realize that that's how God was speaking to him. Because it was he was just like, well, why would he do that? It's not like the traditional way. But God's not traditional. Um, always. sometimes he is. Um, OK, so my process, I just thought I would. Um, so yeah, what you've got to work out your own process. Um, I'll just unpack how, I'm in no way saying that I like sorted in this. I'm just trying to share like <laughs> the things that I've learned, but the things that I've sort of found helpful for me. Um, I'll give you this taxi driver story. Um, recently, I um, I felt someone was really Um, This particular person was really on my heart. I felt a real compassion for them. So I was praying for them I knew that they were going through um, a little bit of a a tough time Um, And so I was like god, I really want to hear your heart on this matter, you know What are you saying to this person and days went by and I was like god I know you love her and you're not saying anything. So what is all of that about anyway? Um, But I was still waiting and expecting that, you know, he loves to talk and he's going to talk. So um, he just wasn't talking to me right now about that. Um, So I um, went about my days, I think a few days passed. And then um, one day I was at home and there was a knock on the door and a taxi man came and he said, oh, your taxi's here. And I was like, that's interesting, because I didn't order a taxi, but thanks. And he showed m- his little pad, and he said, oh, it's your address. I said, yes, it is my address, but I didn't order it. You've got the wrong address, somehow. Um, so he's, um, oh, I am confused, but all right. So I thought, this is a bit strange. Um, and then, um, I think it must have been about 45 minutes later, another knock on the door, different taxi man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your taxi's here. And I was just like, what? I was like, I'm sorry, you got the wrong address, because like I I didn't order this taxi. He's like, but you, this is your address. I was like, I know it's my address, but this is I didn't order this taxi. So then anyway, I thought, well, this is this is odd. So my tip to you is, if anything odd happens, ask God if that's Him being odd. Um, trying to get your attention. So later on, I was like, still praying for this person, and I was, God, give me an experience that's gonna help this person or something, speak somewhere. And he's like, I already did. So then I was like, ah. And basically, what I felt God was saying for this particular person was, they were trying to move house. Twice you thought that the right house has been the right address, because all the signs said that, but it was the wrong address. It wasn't me, I didn't order it. And that I felt like it the next house that they were going to go and get was going to be the right one because I only had few taxi people come to my door, but that's that's what I sort of felt like God was saying was you know pass that on to her, and I did share that and um I think and hope yeah, I think she was she said that that was spot on and that that really helped, so I think there's sort of tips that if you feel emotions that you feel like this is not particularly me, I'm not someone who has high and low emotions. Um, I don't go gushing, you know, with <laughs> compassion for everyone. So when I like notice compassion, notice reminding, like, why am I thinking about this person again and again? It's obvi- like it might be that you know God wants to use you to speak to someone. Um, then waiting, you know, this took several days before He answered this prayer, like, speak to me about this person. Again, it's just waiting expectantly that God wants to speak and share his heart for you. Um, Beware of, like, odd experiences, because that might be another way. And then ask questions. That's a really, you know, big tip that I would like to um, give to you is, like, God wants to begin a relationship. He is in a relationship with you. And when you have conversation with a person, you don't want to, like, just be talked at, do you? Um, and you're not just going to give them one answer if you love this person. Um, so just ask questions with God, whatever he reveals to you. Um, another sort of story, I like stories, Sorry, I'm just going to tell you lots of stories, um, was that, again, I just prayed, God, please use me in the village that we're in. Um, there's a lot of waiting around for picking up and collecting voice, and I get quite bored, so I'm like, please, use me somehow. Um on this one particular occasion, I just felt drawn to a particular um, symbol on one of the ladies' bags. And I just felt like there was something about it that stood out to me. Um, and so I just was like, well, what's that about? And I was like, God would say, like, don't, don't ask me, ask her. So I went up to her and I said, oh, tell me about this symbol that's on your bag. Um, and she said, oh, it's um, a Wiccan symbol, um, and I said, oh, that's interesting, um, and I said, oh, are you into um, witchcraft then? She's like, yeah, I'd call myself a witch. Anyway, that's um, then from that, we had a really good conversation, and she invited me to her house, um, and um, I felt like God spoke to me um, something to speak into her life, which um, I did, and she actually seemed to really receive it quite well, she was like, I hear what you're saying, <laughs> not necessarily agreeing with everything, but she she said um, that it really resonated with her. Um, and it was, all, it was all based on the, the um, children's story, Hansel and Gretel, and I felt like she was in the beginnings of um, going into witchcraft, you know, they, she was tempted and lured by this lovely trail in Hansel and Gretel there, lured to this wonderful, sweetie house, aren't they? Um, and it looks all delightful and tempting, and the promises are high, but actually the owner of the, that house had bad intentions. So I just said that to her. I said, listen, I think this is, God is warning you that this is, this is not a path you want to go down. Um, so I, I had to be obedient with that, and I'm leaving God up to the rest, because that's that's his problem um so then this hummingbird silver olive tree I went through a phase where basically I was like god I really want to learn how to recognize your voice so I'm going to ask you lots of silly questions and just humor me with this but I'm just learning how to hear from you and you know what what is you and what isn't so I honestly went through um different questions of saying like what what so and so am I like? So what am, animal am I like, and why? Um, what his metal, tree, color, all of those kind of things. I was just like God. I just really want to learn how to hear your voice and grow in this. And I know these are stupid questions, but just I want to learn more about who you've made me to be, um, and and learn how to sort of grow in in discerning your voice. Um, so I will just. I'll just um, focus on the hummingbird and the the silver. So I just felt like he put the picture of a hummingbird in in my mind, and I'm a researcher. So he would say like, go off and research, and as you research through Google, I will speak to you. And that's I love research. So he speaks to me in a way that I love. So that's I read about the hummingbird, and there were lots of things as I read that he was like, yeah, you're like this, and. Be, like, um, focus on this and not this. And anyway, as I read it, I really felt like God was speaking to me about how I really was. Like, He'd created me to be, like, have similar features as a hummingbird. Because in the Bible, it's, it says, like, God is like a lion, a lamb, you know, an eagle, and it's for different reasons, isn't it? So it's, it's not that crazy to ask Him about what animal. It's like, um, anyway, right at the end, I was like, okay, God, well, if this really is you, can you, like, um, confirm it to me? Because otherwise, I might just be crazy. Um, and I just told him, said, carry on reading, and right at the end it says all of the different types of hummingbird, and there were about twenty or something like that. And right at the end there was Anna's hummingbird, so I just felt like God saying, you have heard correctly. There's even a hummingbird that's called Anna's hummingbird. So just to show you that you know, um, this is, I, I, you are hearing through, you know, uh, um, me in this way. Um, then what what metal am I like? This is just crazy. I'm a bit embarrassed telling you all of this stuff, to be honest. But um, uh, so there was si- silver came into my mind, um, and so I just felt again. He said, you know, look up, look up silver. So it says of all the metals, silver is the best conductor of heat and electricity known. In fact, it has the highest electrical thermal conductivity known. For any material, it is strong, malleable, ductile, and can eat, and can endure extreme temperature ranges. Silver is also able to reflect light very well, and so I felt like God was saying, um, "You know, we we well, this is for all of us. We we are conductors of heat and electricity. We've got the Holy Spirit in us. You know, God is wants to flow through us and move through us in a powerful way, um, and." Um, that this is how He's created us to be, you know. And so I just felt He was reminding me, that, you know, we, I bring the Holy Spirit with me, and that He wants to use me and flow through me. So to be expectant in that way, um, it is strong and malleable. And so malleable is basically being flexible without breaking. And I felt like God was teaching me. I like, I like order and structure, and um, He was teaching me that you need to be flexible and to like not always feel like you've got everything in control. But, um, learn how to work with the Holy Spirit in this um, and then able to reflect light very well you know we're light bringers in the darkness so just and the way that you reflect light is by standing close to a light source so it's just a reminder that you know wherever I go I'm bringing God's light into that situation and the brighter the light will be if I spend you know intimate time with God you know just as Jean was saying it's all about that that abiding and then just as like, I was like, God, but you know, is this really you or not? And then he said, well, look up the symbol. As I said, I'm a scientist. Look up the symbol. And it's AG is the symbol for um, <laughs> silver, which is my initials. So I just felt like God was like, you know, he's got a sense of humor. And he, humans with my stupid questions. Um, so those things... Um, trolley, like he often, if you have memories come back into your mind. Sometimes it's because God is wanting to speak through those memories. So um, a few years ago um, I just, while I was praying um, for, you know, if, if God wanted me to share anything at church, I um, this memory, this really irritating a time I went shopping and the supermarket trolley, one, one of the wheels wasn't on the floor and so it kept on spinning round and round and round and round and it just drove me nuts because I couldn't steer it straight. Um, and it, I was just like, why, why am I thinking about this? This is very strange. And I felt like God said it's about asymmetry. This isn't a symmetrical trolley. One's, one uh, wheel's above the floor compared to everything else. So I shared that. I was like, oh, I don't know, does anyone have a problem with asymmetry um, at our church? And someone came up and said, yes, my, my son, he's got um, a crooked leg. It goes out when it should go in and in when it should go out. And it's shorter on one side than the other side. He's going to have to have, he's seven years old, going to have to have a plaster cast all the way up to his thigh to try and straighten out. Um, the consultants have got these x-rays and this is what they're saying. So we prayed two Sundays in a row. And two Sundays in a row we saw nothing visible something always happens when you pray even if you don't see it but I was like God I I feel like this is what you said so I'm being obedient I'll leave the results to you but I really do feel like this is what you're saying anyway then I got a text message when I was with Lucy in fact from the mum saying that the consultants just discharged him um, because he said that the the legs completely straight and they're both exactly the same length and there's no no problem for him coming back here. So that's again that came from a memory, a strange, you know, a supermarket trolley memory. But just to be aware of these things when they come into your mind. Um, and then one more example um, of. I once recently had this dream and in it was um, there was someone outside a door with a signpost and it said phanic books pointing into this room. And I was like, this is... And then I woke up. And I was like, well, this is very strange. I do not know what this means. I don't Is phanic even a word? I've never heard it before. It's not in my vocab. I'm not an English student. Anyway, I looked it up and it said phanic um, means warning, beware of. And I felt like and then I was like, okay, this actually does mean something, and which wasn't my own vocab, so this, this must be from God. So I felt like God was saying, someone is being tempted to begin a journey, because they hadn't gone in through this door, so it hasn't entered this place, but they're being tempted to read about in books that are not going to be good for them. And I actually knew, I won't name who it is, but I knew who this was, someone who is a Christian, but is getting more and more interested in the New Age side of things. Um, and I just felt like it was God again, warning, like, don't go down this path. This is this is dangerous. Um, so I shared it with them, um, and they heard me, thankfully. Um, okay. So basically, long story short, is he speaks to you in different ways, and don't think that any way, you know, he can't speak to you. He's God. He can speak in any way he wants. Um, so sometimes we get revelation, which is what, whatever it is. We need to interpret that because it will be quirky for us. And sometimes you don't need to share your quirky things with other people because they will put them off or they will just com- get confused by some detail. So I'll give you an example. Um, I, I went to a church f- um, fairly recently where the, um, the person hosting was like, "Oh, pray that you've got, you know, that you have something for this church." What I ended up sharing was that I felt like God had called them to be a multicultural church, like with lots of different cultures, um, and that they were gonna be for their particular area, like spiritual garbage collectors, like the enemy had gone riot and had sort of done a lot of damage and they were gonna come and it was gonna, like spiritually they were gonna clean up the place. Um, And then there was a particular verse that I felt was important um, for them, which was Isaiah 58, which says, they, they are called to be, as a church, repairers of broken walls, restorers of streets with the dwelling. Um, and then the final point that I felt like God was saying was that um, he really wanted to honor them because they'd kept their hearts soft where others would have hardened it. So that was what I shared with him. Do you want to know how I got that? When I prayed, Neapolitan ice cream came into my head. So Neapolitan ice cream is yellow, pink, and brown. That's multicultural side of things. Um, when when we went we went on a holiday once. We went to um, Naples, which I kind of associate with ice cream. You know, Italy, and all of the the garbage um, was hadn't been collected for years. So it was overflowing on the streets. Like there was complete like. Um, I know, mean, there's boycott of collecting the garbage so in my mind it was like this this garbage was spreading across what it actually was in the, this place was spreading everywhere because no one was collecting it so that's where I felt like the spiritual garbage um, collectors and then um, the most famous ice cream manufacturer is walls ice cream so immediately I was like well I know my bible that says this you know repair of broken walls so I felt like well I think that that's what that's about um, and then it's soft scoop soft scoop scoffed out. anyway I did tell them all of this because I think that they would have thought I was crazy and it probably would have actually watered down what ended up being they were like that's really actually what we've heard before people have shared this kind of thing before but just to sort of you know when, when you do share with other people just be wise about what you do share and what you don't share because they might get really hung up on the stuff that you've shared that um, is is not really relevant, it's just God's way of talking to you in your own particular way. Um, Okay, next next slide, and then we're going to break and have some practice. Um, So this is just a worksheet that I am, we're trying to do a little course for the kids at school, um, at um, Sunday school, and this is what has helped me to, every time you feel like, so in your, your quiet time in the morning, in in one word, what is God saying to me? Ask yourself. So it's like the heartbeat. Be concise. In one word, what it is? What is it? Um, and as well, like if you're speaking to someone and you want to share it with someone, to try and like refine your sharing. Try and be like, okay, what is the one take home message that I need to share? Um, communicate. And in a sentence, if you're given a sentence, what is that one thing? And it it helps the people who are anchoring and hosting if you can be concise, isn't it? Okay, this is the main thing. This is what I want to say. So just cuts out waffle. On a confidence scale, 0 to 10. So 0, not all. 10, Jesus himself appeared to me in broad daylight and spoke to me out of his own mouth. Um, and that that helps because when you look back over time, you will realize there are strengths and weaknesses to you hearing from God, and he will speak to you in a way that you recognize most clearly in in certain ways and so it will help you work out what is the way that god speaks to me most clearly um, and help you grow how did it come to you imagination thought bible verse donkey taxi driver whatever just so you know how do i feel god's voice should always fill you with hope for you he's a loving father it should always be positive it shouldn't fill you with fear if it fills you with fear that is not god's voice um, he's always a god of solution. If you're seeing anything negative, then ask him for the positive because he's always a god of positive and solution and hope. Okay, um, I said remember the bounce. Basically, for me, if someone shares something with me, um, it's either like a bouncy ball. This is like people say, "Oh, the Holy Spirit resonated with me." Okay, I just like bouncy ball. Did it bounce back? They shared something, and something inside me was like, "Yes." That's bouncy ball. Bounce. If, if someone shared something with me and I'm like, it just like is a beanbag falling to the ground, dunk, then that's, that's how I describe it. Does the Holy Spirit resonate within you or did it fall flat? Um, and that just helps, like in the moment, you can be like, how did I in the moment feel like the Holy Spirit was responding if someone shared something with you or that you're, you've got yourself? Um, do I need to ask God any more questions? As I said before, questions help you get dig deeper and find, get more detail and find more um, of what God is actually saying. Um, I talk about it on, um, nah, I'll tell you that a bit later. Um, Do I need to act on anything he's saying? The questions to always ask you is, what is God saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Because if you're not acting on what he's saying to you, he's not going to speak to you again, necessarily, because he still wants you to act on what he's talked to you about before. So just do I need to act on anything? And then Follow up, did I get anything wrong or right? Um, it's really important that we help one another by giving one another feedback. Don't be really British and nice and be like, yeah, that was already good, and inside you're like, it made no sense to me, I have no idea, I'll just shove that. Because you, you, it's, it's all part of growing, is to make mistakes and practice and get it wrong. I think I've made lots of mistakes, but that's really, really helped me to grow and understand You know, in, in the whole journey. And then what can I learn? Um, for next time.